Here's the thing. You already know what to do. You've told this story before. Chances are you've experienced some challenges in life. Losses, disappointments, perhaps some tragedy. And those are your stories. Your stories, the progress you've made from one side of a darkness or grief or hardship to the other side of it. Hey, lovely healers, it's KJ here. Thank you for joining me in another session of Story Exchanges and for hanging out with me for over 50 episodes of this podcast, Stories of Astonishing Light. Today we have a little episode, I'm calling it a bonus show, to tie us over until the launch of the new season, which is season three, very soon. This is what I call a soul second listen, but quite honestly, it might be a first listen for some of you. Back in fall of 2020, I had the honor of being featured on the incredible podcast called Go To Gal, which is hosted by a coach and glamorous podcasting goddess named Jacqueline Malone. In episode 148 of Go To Gal, I give a little introduction to myself. I was only maybe one month into my podcasting journey at the time of publishing. In this episode, I invited new listeners to learn about building resiliency with me on my podcast. So I listened again recently to my brief but info-jammed introduction on GoToGal, and I realized how important and relevant the information still is today. And I wanted to shed a light on the journey I started nearly 11 months ago. Also, I give a little love to my first podcasting mentor, Jacqueline Malone, a lady whom has taught me so much, especially in the beginning steps as a new podcaster. Resiliency is one of my very favorite discussions. We're all moving through the transitions of work and career, school, parenting, relationships, our health, and then noticing the corresponding upsurge of anxiety and other emotional stressors. I think this is a great chance to return to a discussion around how to build our self-care toolkit. We can strengthen our abilities to respond kindly and courageously to current challenges or crises. I've observed a few common elements people display which indicate their levels of resiliency, and I share these elements with you in the first part of the episode today. The second part of the episode, I invite you to connect with your body's wisdom in stressful moments by way of the guidance of resilience expert Linda Graham. Linda published an article in Mindful Magazine. It can be found on mindful.org right now. Back in April 2020, which was the beginning months of the COVID-19 pandemic. Linda Graham reminds us that returning to the wisdom of our bodies is the foundation for the practice of resilience. I read an excerpt from Linda's essay to introduce a couple practices on conditioning our resiliency muscles. One is a natural breathing exercise, and the second is a mindful and compassionate prompt to help us restore a sense of calm and perhaps even prevent a panic episode from occurring. I hope you enjoy this revisit into resiliency. Hi there, I'm KJ Nazrul. I'm a musician, educator, and psychotherapist. I help healers and essential frontline workers recover their resilient stories via music, art, compassionate conversations for healers to be able to continue and uplift their communities. I'm also the hostess of the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. The Stories of Astonishing Light podcast is for you if you want to move from feeling overwhelmed, anxious, disconnected, and even perhaps creatively stalled, to instead feeling resilient, 
fluid, curious, innovative, and re-engaged with your relationships in your community. One major goal of the podcast is to uncover and reacquaint people with their innate strength and resiliency. Resiliency, to me, is defined as the ability to be fluid and flexible, to recover and regenerate after experiencing hardships, stressors, or traumas. In my studies about resilience over the years, I've been able to observe and identify common elements that indicate the presence of high resiliency in a person. Let's see if you can identify some of these elements within yourself. Element one, an ability to go back to basics. Maslow's hierarchy of needs outlines that in order to survive, our fundamental needs include air, shelter and warmth, food, sleep, water. For shelter and warmth, do we have a place to stay or rest for an extended period of time? Are we able to easily access these necessities? Are we able to have a full night's uninterrupted rest? A second set of skills is the ability to set up your squad, your circle, your community. And this includes your higher guide, your spiritual practice. Identify at least two people or groups you can rely on for encouragement, inspiration, and kindness. Also a strong indicator of resilience is your willingness and openness to receiving and accepting support. A third element and skill set, your ability to do a self-assessment. Here's the thing. You already know what to do. You've told this story before. Chances are you've experienced some challenges in life losses, disappointments, perhaps some tragedy. And those are your stories. Your stories, the progress you've made from one side of a darkness or grief or hardship to the other side of it. Know that you've already shown the strength and courage to move through this. Know that you've the muscle memory and the blueprint to take those same steps of navigation. A fourth element found in resilient people is an ability to recognize that these accomplishments and strengths are yours. Maybe you'll need to have a little help in seeing it from your friends and family. And if so, that's okay. It can be rather fun even to ask your loved ones to help you identify some of the accomplishments and skills. I assure you, you are the go-to person for something. All the skills, knowledge, and creative thinking you cultivated and utilized to be here today are accomplishments and strengths. This is the outline of your resiliency journey. Honor and celebrate it. How can we practice holding life as it is with conscious awareness, full-hearted acceptance, and grounded equanimity? Even if I am having a meltdown or I'm falling apart, I can remember that I am a human being and that all human beings have similar reactions to life's disappointments, difficulties, and even disasters. I can hold myself with compassion and care, finding the courageous action I need to meet the current challenges or crises. Returning to the wisdom of our bodies can become the foundation of the practice of resilience, a practice to help us deal with all of the issues in our lives. Many mindfulness practices use the wisdom of our bodies to return us to a state of ease and calm, no matter the cause of disruption to our well-being, allowing us to hold to accept and to work with anything at all. 
Returning to the wisdom of our bodies can become the foundation for the practice of resilience, a practice to help us deal with all of the issues in our lives, including this pandemic that is triggering so much anxiety, confusion, and uncertainty. Let's connect with your body's wisdom in moments of stress. Our first response to any stressor begins in our bodies. Mindfulness helps us become aware of signals of stress or distress, and we can practice tools that will return our nervous systems back to baseline physiological equilibrium. This is how we train resilience. There are several types of research-backed practices, breath practices, healing touch practices, movement practices, that can help you bring your attention gently into your body in order to rediscover your equilibrium. Here are a couple practices in which you can connect with your body's wisdom throughout these stressful times. The first practice to regulate your nervous system is to breathe naturally, gently for five to 10 breaths. Breathe as you normally would. Mindfully pay attention to the sensations of breathing in. Maybe it's the cool air through the nostrils or throat, the gentle expansion of the belly and the chest, and breathing out warmer air flowing out, the relaxation of the belly and the chest. Especially as you begin this practice, pause and repeat many times a day. When you are doing quote-unquote nothing, but breathing and paying attention to your breathing, you are in fact doing something, something helpful in calming your nervous system and training your nervous system to become calm. Another practice I'll move through today is called the hand on the heart. This is a powerful tool that restores a sense of calm and equilibrium in the body-brain. Anchored in both mindfulness and self-compassion, it is powerful enough to calm down a panic attack in less than a minute. It's also powerful enough to prevent the stress response from even happening in the first place. Firstly, place your hand on your heart. Breathe gently, softly, and deeply into the area of your heart. If you wish... Breathe in a sense of ease or safety into this heart center. Remember one moment, just one moment when you felt safe, loved, and cherished by another human being. Don't try to recall the entire relationship. Just one moment. This could be a partner, a child, a friend, a therapist, or a teacher. It could also be a spiritual figure or a loving moment with a pet. Now, as you remember this moment of feeling safe, loved, and cherished, let yourself experience the feelings of that moment. Let the sensations wash through your body. Let yourself stay with these feelings for 20 to 30 seconds. Notice any deepening and a visceral sense of ease and safety. Repeat this practice many times a day, at first to strengthen the neural circuitry that remembers this pattern. If you practice five times a day for a full week, you will train your brain in this new response to any difficult moment. You can repeat it anytime you need to. Why does this hand on the heart practice work? When you breathe deeply into your heart center, you're activating the calming parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. When you breathe in a sense of ease or safety or goodness, you're restoring a coherent heart rate variability, which allows your heart to respond more flexibly resiliently to stress. When you remember a moment of feeling safe and loved and cherished with someone, you're actually activating the release of oxytocin, 
the brain's direct antidote to the stress hormone cortisol. You may actually feel the warm glow of the oxytocin as it washes through your body, coming to a sense of safety, trust, and calm. Okay, healers. Were you able to identify some of the resiliency factors I shared in my soul second listen? Did you find a couple of the recommendations on mindfulness and self-compassion-based exercises from Linda Graham helpful? I have a few takeaways from today's mini show. It's pretty funny. I thought it was a mini show, but it kind of grew a lot longer than I thought. But I think that goes to show how important resiliency and the discussion on resiliency building is today. Okay, so here come some takeaways. Number one, are you able to access your basic needs to be well and safe in the world? Number two, are you able to identify at least two supportive resources, a person or a community on whom you can rely for encouragement and kindness? Number three, have you recognized your strengths and accomplishments from previous challenges? Do you celebrate your abilities to navigate difficult situations? Number four, natural breathing can be a powerful exercise in regaining control when you're fearful, and it can regulate and soothe your autonomic nervous system. Number five, the heart and hand meditation can help restore calm and equilibrium to the mind-body, and it can also restore your memory of cherished, safe moments with a loved one which prompts the release of oxytocin. I invite you to take a look at today's show notes to find links for resources such as the episode all about resilience as featured on Jacqueline Malone's podcast, Go To Gal. Also, Linda Graham's full article from Mindful Magazine in which she introduces a brimming toolbox of resilience practices which engage your mind, body, and heart. And always, if you'd like to work with me or if you're interested in my upcoming resilience and creativity sessions, the next one is in just a couple weeks, my friends, in August. Message me on Instagram at blissbeginswithin or musingsonother. Or you can peruse my website, blissbeginswithin.com. I appreciate all your support and kindness over these months, and the best way you can show your appreciation for me is by subscribing, downloading, I'm almost at 5,000. I'm really close. So any downloads are so appreciated. You also could review the podcast and an easy way to leave a review for the show is by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me today, observing the astonishing light that is around us and within us. We'll chat soon, healers. Healers.